Hey, and welcome back into Second and 26, your dedicated Alabama podcast here on The Athletic. I'm your host, Aaron Suttles, Alabama beat writer for The Athletic. It's been a while because life has certainly changed for all of us. Our realities are much different. Rather than recapping Alabama's A-Day spring game, which should have been last Saturday, we're sitting here again with the reality that sports is not happening right now. But we do have some sports on the way, and that sport is the NFL Draft. We're going to have the draft to talk about coming up Thursday evening. And the talk of the draft has been Tua Tonga-Valoa. Uh, talk surrounding his health and where he'll be picked. Will he or won't he go to the Dolphins? Will he be a top five pick? Is he sliding in the pick? Have teams taken him off their draft board? That's about the only uncertainty that's in this draft, other than the communication issues of having a virtual draft Uh, which should be fun to watch as a spectator. But in terms of storylines, it's been pretty much the Tua Tonga-Valoa show, and that certainly isn't anything new to Alabama fans who've been on the Tua Tonga-Valoa roller coaster for three years during his career at Alabama. The great play, the injuries, and the way his season ended last year, and all the attention that he got along the way. So in the spirit of the draft coming up, and, and a lot of talk about Tua Tonga-Valoa. We wanted to dig back through 2nd and 26 archives to give you a little bit of what Tua's legacy was at Alabama. I remember we did a podcast after his injury in which we knew his career at Alabama was likely over. Of course, he flirted with coming back to Alabama before ultimately deciding to to stick um, and go to the NFL draft, in, in which we sort of – we. we we kind of wrestled with his place in Alabama history and his legacy and what it would be with Alabama. We wanted to, to go back and and revisit that a little bit, let you listen to that because it's it's um, it's relevant right now because there's nothing really else going on. But there will be so much talk about too, where there has been throughout this entire NFL draft process, and there will be up until he's selected on Thursday night. We want you to to, to start forming your own opinion about Tua and his legacy and his place with the Crimson Tide. It's not something that a beat writer would would normally ever be able to admit or would even happen to a beat writer, but I don't I don't mind sharing it with you guys because I think one that it it sort of indicates where we were when it happened after Tua was on the cart and was was hauled off and ESPN sideline reporter said it was a hip and that he's screaming in pain. I don't remember a single play after that because that wasn't the story. You know I mean, I was there covering the Alabama game, and but we don't cover it like everyone else. We we know that you're watching the game. We know that you can go watch a replay of it right now on demand if you wanted to. We're, I'm trying to tell you a story of of things and trends differently than everyone else is telling you. And me telling you what happened in the 30 minutes or 33 minutes after two got hurt, well – you guys watched that. I mean, I don't, need, I don't need to tell you that Mac Jones only scored three points as a starting quarterback. You know that. You watched it. I didn't watch a single play after Tua got hurt. Or I, I was there and I was watching it, but I wasn't, I wasn't chronicling it. I wasn't documenting it because it didn't matter because the story was Tua. Just like a few weeks earlier against Tennessee, the story was Tua. And I think that's, that's who Tua is. 
and we start talking about Tua's legacy, it's and it, it, he never made it about himself, but it was always about him. And that's sort of the best way I can illustrate what he meant to a fan base, what he meant to a football program. This kid from Hawaii who came to the Deep South because he sensed um, a very similar culture to the one he, he grew up in, which is weird for people to understand considering he grew up in Hawaii. He's coming to Alabama. But this sort of uh, sense of community, sense of family, uh, a very deep-seated religious tie-in in both Hawaii and his family in, in Tuscaloosa that that found him here. But in every game he's played, it's always been about Tua. And he's not a look-at-me guy. That's never been who he is, but second and 26, the name of this podcast is a is a play that Tua Tongavaloa authored. I mean, February 26th will forever be second and 26 to Alabama fans. Anytime he did anything, it was always about Tua. And not because he made it about Tua, just because we enjoyed watching it so much. And it seems like it just started. And it's over with. And there's a certain sadness to that. The, the finality of that brings with it a certain sadness that's very heavy to discuss. I'm a beat writer. I'm objective. But I'm also a human being. And what I witnessed Saturday in Starkville, Mississippi was sad to watch. I watched a young man of prodigious talent maybe have his career taken away. Now, we all hope that that is not the case. And in fact, the surgeon who, who's who been putting out the releases that you've undoubtedly seen from the University of Alabama has said the surgery was successful this, this morning in, in Houston. That is, it's about a six to eight month process in which he can be back out on the field. We can be playing football again. And then it shouldn't be career th- threatening. And, and that's awesome news. But I also am a realist and know that football people, scouts, doctors, general managers, will hold this against Tua because they're getting ready to invest a whole lot of money in a football player and they pour over those medical charts with a fine tooth comb. So Tua will hopefully be able to play and play well again. But you get the sense that he lost a whole lot of guaranteed money. But that's why there's such a sadness when it, when it happened. When I watched it, I was sad for him because – and I've tried to explain – listen, I've seen a lot of good football players. I watched Johnny Manziel. I covered, I covered two magnificent games he played against Alabama in 2012 and 2013. I watched Cam Newton in 2010. I've seen A.J. McCarron win a couple national championships. I've watched quarterback play. I covered Tim Tebow when he played Alabama a couple of times, I've seen up close and personal what, what elite talent is at quarterback in the college football game, but I've never seen what Tua brought to it. It was art. That's the only way I can explain it to you. It was art. When I watched Tua play, I didn't think, man, that, that's the perfect seven drop, step, uh, seven step drop. I didn't think, man, his footwork was incredible. When I watched him play, I didn't think, man, look how high that back elbow gets. What I, what I thought and what I felt when I watched Tua Tungvaloa play football was I was watching an artist. He made it look so easy. He was so incredibly accurate with his throws. There's a certain, I guess, in, there was a certain romanticism to watching him play football. Not that I'm rooting for him or rooting against him, but just as a college football fan, I knew the first moment I saw Tua Tungvaloa, I was watching something special. And it's just, it's, it's different than anything I've ever seen before. 
I've watched Johnny Manziel be very improvisational. I've watched Cam Newton be overpowering. Same with Tim Tebow. I've watched very mechanical quarterbacks have great games, but there was something very artistic about watching Tua Tungvaloa do it. That's the only way I can explain it, and as a writer, I'm probably doing a really poor job at doing it. But hopefully you get me, because I've had people who hate the University of Alabama football program. Hate. That loved watching Tua play football. That's when you know you have something special. It literally took over the college football world on Saturday when I broke the news that Tua was out for the season. I've never had a tweet that, that anyone reacted to on such a widespread level. And I would prefer that it was something else on a great story I wrote, but I'm a realist. Uh, breaking news moves fast, and it did. And Tua's legacy will be one of greatness, but it will also be one of a little tinge of sadness that we were robbed, sort of, that we only got to see not even two full years of him playing quarterback in college football. But he'll always have the second and 26, but gosh, he's so much more than that. He cannot be typecast into one play. He is forever bigger than second and 26. Have you seen the videos floating around of him in the hospital with people coming to visit him? And he's dancing and he's smiling and he's tweeting out things like, thank you for the well wishes and the prayers. God has a plan. I'm not ashamed to tell you. I would have, if I had that kind of talent and I'd had that injury, I'm throwing myself a pity party for a week. I'm turning the lights off. I'm pulling the covers over my head and I'm having a pity party for myself. Poor me. What did I just lose? Tua, the same night, thanks everyone for their well wishes, thanks them for their prayers, and says that he has a faith in his God that he believes in, that there's a plan for him. And he's playing the ukulele, and he's singing, and he's dancing in his bed, which I'm sure the surgeons don't want to move in his hips. He has such a spirit about him that also defines him to us. So there's a playfulness that that sort of grounds him that not all of us can even relate to being as good at something as he is at throwing a football, but we can all relate to being goofy. Hopefully all of us can relate to being happy. I didn't mean to get all philosophical here, but when you start putting to his legacy in perspective, it's all of those things. It's how you felt when you watched him. It's what he did on a football field. It was the joy in which he did it. And it was being robbed of it by, by injuries. To a certain extent, to a certain extent, and that all kind of encapsulates to his legacy at Alabama. He'll go down as one of, if not the greatest, Alabama football player of all time. It's uh, it, it was a sad day watching and watching that you knew it ended. You you just knew it was over, and there was a certain sadness to that. And that's not just Alabama fans. Trust me, as as my Twitter timeline can attest to, for three days now. Um, people who don't really pay a whole lot of attention to college football knew who Tua Tungvaloa is. And that was because of his spirit. That was because of his unbelievable talent that we will no longer see. Of course, we recorded that right after his, um, his season-ending injury in Starkville that November day. And we hope that it brings back some good memories of what he did and what he accomplished during his three years there at Alabama. I, I hope that you and your family are well. Guys, we cannot wait till we are back to a normal 
sporting world to not just sports. We just want to be normal again. And when that happens, of course, sports will follow suit. But I want to thank you for listening um, to Second and 26. And I can't wait to start cranking them out again. We have more to talk about. Uh, to, to what freshmen are making an impact, to how the new strength and conditioning coaches are fitting in over there. But all that is on hold because there is no sports. Um, there is no school right now at the University of Alabama, and, and we're hopeful that it, um, there will be a football season. I, My personal opinion, I think there will be a football season. I still remain very, very hopeful that it will take place in the fall. If not, <clears throat> I'm very confident that it will take place in the winter or the spring. I think we're going to get college football the timing of it just may be a bit delayed. But if you enjoyed listening to Second and 26, boy, do I have some good news for you. Because the Andy Staples Show has none other than special guest Tua Tungavaloa coming on to talk about his time at Alabama, his injury, Nick Saban, and of course, the NFL Draft. To hear the latest from Tua himself on his recovery, his path to the draft, his time at Alabama, and more, tune into the Athletics Andy Staples Show with Tua Tongavaloa. Give the show a listen on the Athletic, Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts, and leave a five-star rating and review for both Andy and myself to let us know how we're doing. Again, guys, really miss interacting with you. Thanks so much for listening. God bless, and we'll catch you again on Second Twenty Six.